We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, and, you know, how do you enjoy prosperity? Well, you do all the stuff that got you there in the first place. This is Dirt and Sprague. All the little things, you know. It's not <clears throat> some deal where, you you know, you all get in trouble for this, I'm certain. But Andy Dirt Johnson. Where, where, you know, instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play, then, you know, you want <clears throat> to sit behind a... a a shade tree, eat a fish sandwich, and uh, drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. And Brendan Sprague. Uh, <coughs> I'm working on this trademark cough. What do you think? Um, it's getting better, too. Um, well, then <coughs> we marched it downfield. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. If you missed the first hour of the show or any hours of the show, you can always catch it at the Service Patriots podcast section at 1080thefan.com. Check out the latest special offers for uh, all our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. And the Vancouver Ford text line is 503 864 6326. That's how you can get a hold of us. Share your thoughts. Share your feelings. You can also comment on the YouTube chat as well because Vancouver Ford, they treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. The YouTube chat is asking the question what's the worst contract, Deshaun Watson or Jimbo Fisher? Hmm. Well, One's $230 million <laughs> more for money. a guy who's not doing anything, and the other's 80 for a guy that's not doing anything. That's very true. I'm going to go with the more money part. Okay, all right. There's still the remote chance that there's a slim, slim possibility that Deshaun, Wat- Deshaun Watson at some point in that contract does something. I wouldn't bet on it, would but there's any very... evidence of this. No, nope, like, not at all. I've heard the theories that like taking a year and a half off, there's a transition to that that takes longer than people think. I, it, that time has passed, and we're still here. So he's like, not very good. I think he's mentally fried. Yeah, is what I personally think. I think the off the field stuff, 
the noise, the amount of questions, the looks he probably gets from some people in public spaces. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it wouldn't affect you mentally. Yeah, shouldn't have sexually assaulted a bunch of women. What uh, would have happened to you? Well, there's certainly that for sure, yes. But I, I think that stuff has kind of mentally fried the dude. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't. I, have you seen any evidence or game or moment where no. he's looked close to the Houston version of this guy? Not anywhere in the same universe. And what is that? I, I don't think that's just health. I, I, I just don't think he... I think he's mentally fried, is how I'll say that. Yeah, that's very fair. College football playoff rankings were released last night during a basketball game. And uh, I continue to not watch it. I actually ended up watching the end of Duke and Michigan State. Duke yeah, and Michigan go. State. Why I did you watch the end of that? It was a blowout. Uh, I just it was on, I just turned the TV on, yeah. waiting for the rankings, and so I watched the last like four minutes of the game because they were supposed to be out at six, and then that game went long, and they kept Tom Izzo called a timeout down by nine, and I wanted to punch my television. You didn't want to stick around yeah. for Kansas Kentucky. That I was actually not. the better game. That stick was the better game. Stick around <laughs> for Kansas. Entertaining. Who uh, Kansas. Oh, nice. Kansas. Yeah. Close okay. game, though. Number one team in the country. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. Uh, Boo Kerrigan is the guy representing the playoff on these uh, college football playoff ranking shows. Yes. And Florida State continues to be ahead of Washington in their old rankings. Mm-hmm. He was asked, why is Florida State ahead of the Huskies? Yeah, Florida State, really good offensively, has been really good defensively. You know, don't don't undersell the, the Miami-Florida State rivalry as well, and that's been going on for years. Miami hit a big play um, for that touchdown in the second half, but we felt Florida State was the dominant team in there, and Washington continues to win. Uh, really good defensive uh, second half against Utah, but as we looked at it and evaluated it, and, you know, as y'all can appreciate, the debate is getting stronger every week as we get more and more data points going through this. But we ended up with Florida State at four and uh, Washington and five. What was that noise? <laughs> what like, was going in and out? It was like escalate. <laughs> yeah, it was like somebody was turning up like crowd. Was yeah. like, <sighs> People were cheering all of his points. He was making such good points that they were cheering him on after yeah, all of I them. Yeah, I think it, they, they must have been showing some sort of highlights or graphic package over. That's from the from the show well i assumed i just didn't i didn't yeah. see the show i don't watch the show i i actually get mad when i watch that show so i don't watch the yeah. show it's a ridiculous defending of florida state being in a watch <laughs> they're deep don't overlook the defense and oh don't overlook the rivalry they with rivalry miami, miami so did washington mario's still screwing the ducks all these years later <laughs> washington also played in a rivalry game like four weeks ago they won it what are we doing here? And that team is the sixth team in the country. <laughs> Where's Florida State's best win? Uh, it would be LSU. LSU would be their best win. Somehow, I think it's LSU, only somehow LSU with a three three losses is 15th in the country. Yes, they are. Yeah. SEC bias, baby. It's a magical thing, is it not? Uh, oh, did you see Missouri shooting up? Well, yeah. I, I want to talk about a this. really bad Tennessee team, and yeah. all of a sudden they're better than Oregon State. Uh, well, this is kind of – I don't actually – I appreciate you pulling this swag, so this is not towards you. I don't care about Georgia jumping Ohio State. Um, That should happen, by the way. That was the right move. (laughs) I had no issue with that. Whatever. I want to talk about something here that I I do think I I am a little worried. Mm Mm-hmm. Because next year, this is not the same conversation. No, it is not. we got a 12-team playoff. It's a 12-team playoff. You know who would be the last team in the 12-team playoff right now? It would be your Oregon State Beavers. Uh oh yeah, because Penn State because, wouldn't make it. Well, you, you would get 11th. the group yeah. of you would get the group would of five. The 12th yeah, team would be the last one in. And five. you know what the matchup would be in the first round yeah. if the twelve team playoff existed with these rankings? 
you would get Oregon State out of Oregon in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> That'd be a really weird, wouldn't that? If that was this year, could you imagine having the Civil War and it's like, hey, next week we're doing it again. Right back in yeah. Eugene. Let's double it up. Here we go. Here, th- this is what I noticed with this because I don't really care to argue all that much about, like, you know, why did Georgia go ahead of Ohio State? Yeah, there's, yeah not an argument there. You mentioned uh, Oregon State. You can mention teams like Oregon State, and mm-hmm. you say, you know, next year, if you're here, you're, you're going to be in. And, mm-hmm. and that's always kind of been your optimistic, I think, uh, spin or viewpoint of the situation is like, your schedule's not going to be as hard. You can run through that. If you're undefeated, you'll be in this thing. Yeah, you got a shot at it. I'm. This is why I continue to not be convinced that's actually really possible. Did you see how many spots Missouri shot up? <laughs> they shot up a lot of spots. Uh, they, a lot of spots. they shot up five. Five spots for blowing out Tennessee. For beating Tennessee. Yep. Oh, by the way, Tennessee had to drop five because you bumped Missouri up five. So while you might be, and many people like you, could be sitting here going, hey, you know, it's nothing in for Oregon State. This has always been my counter. If you don't think next year when it gets to 12, it's not going to get controversial, you're an idiot. They are absolutely going to fix those rankings where they get the teams that they want in outside of that group of five qualifier. And Missouri going up five slots, the only reason they're doing that, the only reason is because they want to make resumes look better. (laughs) It's just what it is. It's always been this way. It will continue to be this way. Look no further than the debate we just heard him say, Florida State and Washington. He gave no actual reason why Florida State is ahead of Washington with resume, he pointed to, hey, look, they played a tough game. Hey, look, their defense is a little better than you think. Those aren't valid reasons. So while you might be sitting here still thinking, Oregon State, nah, Sprague, you're wrong. Oregon State's going to be in it. I would counter and say, look at what they did to Missouri, and if you don't think they're not going to do that next year with the expanded conferences Mm -hmm. and screw teams like Oregon State out of this, I think you're missing the mark here. Missouri jumping five for beating Tennessee is an absolute joke. Well, let's wait and see what happens in the last two weeks with Missouri, too, because I Missouri's a good team. They got some good wide receivers. Like they're, uh, Missouri's not garbage, but they very easily could lose one of their last two games. Tennessee's not good. I've no, seen Tennessee Tennessee's play not a very good team. They should have beat Alabama, but that's a whole different argument. Um, the, the Missouri thing, like, let's just wait and see what happens in the last two weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if they drop one of these final two games. You're coming off an emotional high. Florida's kind of playing for their life this weekend in that matchup, so just circle that one. Like, Florida's in an absolute tailspin, and sometimes you get the win one for the Gipper. Billy Napier might be fired, so just keep an eye on that game this weekend. It's 4.30 on ESPN. Your point about Oregon State getting in in future models is 100% accurate as an at-large. Like, you're never going to have a chance to get an at-large bid. No. You're going to have to have a conference affiliation, which is a whole different conversation, which we can figure out as the weeks go on, and we'll get to that coming up a little bit later on in the show, because there was big news in that regard yesterday. That's an argument of you're a group of five champion. That spot will be maintained in the current or the future iterations of the playoff, and you're going to have a guaranteed spot. You're not going to be able to get an at-large bid playing the kind of schedule that Oregon State's playing. That's never been the argument. It's been if you end up in a Mountain West and you win the Mountain West, there's a very good chance you're going to be the highest-ranked team because currently the highest-ranked group of five conference champion, which it's not settled yet, but the current highest-ranked team is Tulane, and they're 24th. 
Like at, at the two weeks ago, it was it was Air Force. This is the kind of competition that you're going to have for that spot if that's the move that ends up happening for Oregon State. And that large bid will never happen to a Mountain West team, an American Athletic team. It will never take place. Yeah, but five spots. How many teams have jumped five spots in these rankings? I I don't know. I don't five know that closely. five spots. We jumped a team five spots for well, beating Tennessee. Like what? Are we, look, what are, do- are we doing? We thought twelve dirt sure. would be the escape from the controversy. We said we've said that on the show. We were mm-hmm. like. If you go to 12, it's, you know, how controversial can it get? I'm here to tell you, after this set of rankings this week, Mm -hmm. it's going to be contentious and controversial because not only are they going to screw teams that have quality resumes and prop up the ones whose resumes are a little weaker, they are also going to do matchups that will end up screwing you. Oregon next year, I don't know what Oregon's going to be next year. I don't know what their quarterback's going to be, but I'm going to assume Oregon's going to be pretty damn talented and good. If Oregon is in this in the mix and they don't win the Big Ten, who do you think Oregon's going to have to face in round one? I'm here to tell you it's probably not going to be a layup. You're probably going to get upset by it because it doesn't make sense. And even though I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, given what we said about it, I think they're going to find a way to make 12 teams controversial. They are going to screw the It'll teams they don't care about yeah. as much as – you think Georgia, you think Alabama – Texas, if they're rolling, Ohio State, you think they're going to have controversial matchups in round one of that thing? (laughs) Doubt it. I would bank on Washington, Oregon, those kinds of teams having the matchups that fans go, we have to play Alabama in round one? Like, that's kind of what I think the future could be. Yeah, so a couple things on this. The Missouri thing is laughable. They should not be ranked ninth in the country, uh, and beating Tennessee should not be a barometer to jump five spots. The, the, The point that does need to get brought up, though, is part of the reason Missouri jumped so much is you had three teams ranked directly ahead of them that lost. So that's just an automatic jumping of three spots. You're not going to rank them ahead of Ole Miss because Ole Miss and Georgia just played. Missouri lost by nine. They had the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. Ole Miss lost by 50. So you're not going to rank them ahead of Ole Miss. You're not going to rank them ahead of Penn State. Penn State has played two meaningful games all year. They have not been a ranked team all year. Why are they ranked? They should. I, I'm with you they on that. Have so a resume. This is my point, though. Like with the Missouri stuff, I see the larger argument. It's like, what? Why is Missouri in the top eight or nine, wherever they ended up being ranked? Three. Like, and then you had uh, who was the other one? Tennessee, I believe, was 13th and ranked ahead of Missouri last week. By one. By one spot, and they obviously beat them. So you had three teams that were automatically going to fall behind Missouri. So no matter what, you were going to jump them up three spots just based on winning that game and on the other results that happened. The the conversation that needed to take place was, would you take Missouri to beat Oregon State right now? They're both two lost teams. I don't think that I would. And then the Louisville one, you're, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not splitting hairs on that, dude. Louisville should have lost to Virginia last Thursday. Virginia is a terrible football team. What's Louisville's best win this year? Like, I, I, that one doesn't bother me a ton. But part of this is the fact that those teams lost. The funniest thing right now in the rankings for me is how badly the committee wants to move Alabama up, but they're unwilling to do so because of the head-to-head and also how high they value Oregon. I think the, some a lot of the advanced metrics will point to Oregon being deserving of the ranking that they have, but they realize if they move Alabama and Texas up, they have that weird head-to-head conundrum where Texas is not playing good football. They're eking out wins against bad teams, but they have a 10-point win hanging over the head of Alabama. If Alabama and Texas played this weekend, we would all take Alabama to win that game. They're playing better football than Texas right now, but it's a head-to-head that exists in September, and they're having a really hard time with that. I think I want computers. I'm okay with that. Go 12 teams with computers. I'm, I'm out on this human element. It's bull. It's stupid. 
Michigan's only good win of the year is Penn State. Penn State has zero wins of convincing fashion. Yeah, I just the, the tough part with these rankings is no matter what you do, you're going to piss somebody off. Like, there's no right answer here. There is no right top ten because everybody plays a different schedule. Everybody has different losses. Like, there's yeah. just no there's no way to make everybody happy. Uh, no, there's not. But there's certainly ways to avoid looking biased, and they certainly don't do that. They do, and the Washington Penn State or the Penn State, the Washington Florida State thing will be an argument that rages on. They made no valid arguments last night. No, the argument is simply the two teams that Florida State quote unquote struggled with were Boston College and Clemson. Like we use the Pitt example, they won that game by seventeen. They scored, they outscored them fourteen nothing in the third quarter. They won the game twenty four to seven. Right, that game was over halfway through the third quarter when they scored that second touchdown. Right, the two teams that they struggled with were Boston College and Clemson. Both of those teams are above five hundred. They are both six and four. The two teams that Washington struggled with, quote unquote, you're not going to say that about Oregon because Oregon's a highly ranked team. You don't do that struggle term. The two bad teams that they struggled with are really bad teams. Like we just saw Stanford and Corvallis this weekend. That game was over five minutes into the game. We just saw Arizona State go on the road to Utah, and what was the final score of that game? Like, those kind of losses are really, I think, hurting Washington's resume. But all of this stuff will be settled. Like, we can yell about it until we're blue in the face. Guess what happens this weekend? Florida State plays North Alabama, and Washington goes on the road against the number 11 team in the country. If you win this weekend, you will move ahead of Florida State in the rankings. Yeah, the thing about what you just said, though, so we're highlighting the teams they did beat, but because they got blown out by bigger margins the following weeks by other teams— that's the blip on the radar. And then, like, you name two teams that Florida State's beaten. Washington has two better wins than both of those. They do. I don't Oregon disagree with that. Oregon and Utah are better than those other teams. I just— I don't disagree with that at all. So, like— I don't know about—I don't know if Utah's better than LSU. I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, maybe they're not better than LSU, but, they like— They got a third-string quarterback. They lost 35-6 okay. to, to Oregon. All right, like, so their best win is LSU. Washington's is Oregon. Let's go mm-hmm. second-best win. Who is that? It would be Utah and probably Clemson. Okay. So one seven and three, one is six and four. That's I mean, I know you tried. You tried really hard. You still didn't really give me a valid reason why they're ahead of Washington. I'm just I mean, that's the reason the <laughs> they beat using. the number six team in the country. They did. Florida State doesn't have that same thing on their resume. They blew out LSU on a neutral field. I'm just I'm telling you what the committee's using as their metric. But that yeah, that was also yeah, okay. That was also like week zero or one or whatever it was. It was, was week I, one, yeah. But Oregon's win. Four weeks ago doesn't matter as much because they played close games against lesser opponents more recently. Yes. But the best win for Florida State in week one in week 11 is the argument to make them ahead of Washington now. Sure. Yeah. That's what the committee's telling you. It's a ridiculous. Be worried. The humans control the 12-team playoff. They will screw that up, too. And we will argue about this next year. Oh, we'll argue about it every year. Yeah. Uh, Because Missouri jumping five spots is it's ridiculous it's propping up of other resumes is kind of what that is uh is this oregon's best offense ever next on the fan (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. I'll make a vow. That is the last time I allow the dumb rankings to upset me in any way the rest of the year. I, I, it's not 12 teams this year. I just... Um, All this stuff will get settled on the field. Yeah, I, I know. We say that every week, but I'm just... I, we we got to stop overlooking the egregious moves these committee members are making. They're not watching all these games. They're not watching all these conferences. That's fair. They have they all have their own slants, and they usually slant towards the southeastern part of America. They do. And let's, <laughs> let's prop up Missouri for beating middle of the road Tennessee. That I mean that's it's the unfortunate part of the SEC being so well not the SEC I should say Alabama and Georgia being so dominant it no. all flows downstream for the other schools. I just I, the only follow up I would have I don't disagree necessarily with a lot of the stuff you're saying. I do think the Washington and Florida State thing is a debate. Washington has the better win, but it's the committee's having a hard time, and I understand why overlooking the struggles against Stanford and Arizona State. Those are really bad football teams, and those games happened within the last month. I guess the question would be, who who would your the back end of your top ten be? Should, should Would you rank Louisville ahead of Missouri? I wouldn't have any issue with that. I would have just bumped everybody up the spot. Okay, and so Oregon State should be ranked ahead of Missouri? Is that part of the problem here? Well, no, it's not an, just an Oregon State thing. It's an example. Oregon State's an example for this, though, mm-hmm. because your team more likely next year is involved in this. Yeah. I don't know what the certainty of Washington State, Oregon State is with the conference stuff. Well, that's Bonagura, but I, I just don't think that they're going to be flexible with teams like that. I think they're going to sure. find ways to say, hey, Missouri beat a top 23 team. Let's bump them up six spots. <laughs> yeah. Oregon State beat Boise State. Like, that's not going to be as impressive. Yeah. So I just, I think that's what we need to pay attention to. So here's what I would say, because a listener texted this in about Oregon State. Like, hey, they won by 45. They did nothing to fa- to have somebody jump them, quote unquote, in the rankings. And I agree Precisely with- Precisely right. Agree with the sentiment. Yeah. The counter argument would be, I'm just trying, I'm trying to remove myself from a Pac-12 bubble here. The counter argument would be, 
The two losses that Missouri has are against LSU in a game that was back and forth shootout. I can't remember the final, but it was like 60 to 58. It was a crazy game. And Georgia, who's now the number one team in the country, and they had the ball down by six with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter on the road, and then they threw a pick on a screen pass to a defensive lineman. So those are your two losses for Missouri. The The tough part for Oregon State's resume this year is that Washington State loss looks horrendous. They have not won a game since then. So that's the, like the Arizona loss is looking better and better as week goes on, and especially if they beat Utah this weekend, that's, that's a quality loss. The Wazoo one at the time, you're like, hey, they're undefeated. That's not a bad loss. They have not won a game since then, and they've been blown out in the majority of the games that they played. Yeah. And so that's that, I'm just trying to make the so argument one of— Loses, they get credit for how good they looked when they lose. The other yes. team loses in week four or three, and it's man, let's bring that back for the arg. I just, I, what are we doing? Florida State almost blew a twenty-one point lead to Boston College. Mm-hmm. Are they didn't seem to get dinged at all for that performance? They well, won. we didn't have rankings at the time. To be fair, well, <laughs> we didn't have the playoff you know, ranking. Committee. But you know, even with <laughs> rankings, they're not punishing them for close wins. They punish mm-hmm. selective teams for close wins. Washington is going through this. Mm-hmm. Went out, you control your own destiny, all that. Yeah, but like when we're highlighting two teams win and lose, I just I don't like this. Like you're kind of like, oh, Missouri lost, but man, that loss, and then like, oh, Oregon State lost weeks and weeks ago, and they're clearly better than Washington State now, mm-hmm. but they lost. It's it's like they're both losses. There's well, not a part on the schedule that says. Close loss to Georgia, loss to Washington State. It's just a loss. It's it's column wins and losses. So all losses are created. They're all the same. You're you're using a loss, but in your argument, you're using a loss as like a bragging point. Whereas the no, other one is like as... a shame. Like oh, that team's <laughs> lost six straight, and it's not a good loss. I'll acknowledge that. I'm trying to reasonably argue why they would rank Missouri ahead of Oregon, State. and that's why I I want to get rid of the humans. Is we're arguing <laughs> about fair. losses now. It's that's not fair. even about wins. It's like whose loss looked better. Well, it's part of the reason Oregon is the one, the highest ranked one loss team. They lost a field goal game on the road at Washington. Like that's why they're the highest ranked one loss team. Uh, Kenny Dillingham said this about Oregon this year. They're the, probably the best Oregon offense since the Chip Kelly era, since the Mariota era. This is the best Oregon's been on offense in a, in a long time, and that's including me there last year. They're better than we were last year, uh, and that's just me being completely honest. And uh, I think what makes it scary is you're good up front, you have good wideouts, you have a good running back, and you have an elite quarterback. I, I don't know where the flaw lies if you look at their offense and you look at their starters there's probably eight guys that'll play on Sundays there's potential potentially three to four guys that can be first or second round picks that are currently playing and if you have four first or second round picks on one offense at the same time and one of those guys is a quarterback that's a a, you know dynamic (laughs) they play Arizona State this weekend one o'clock kick um I, I I didn't want to allow uh, the college football playoff to steal this segment. I'm actually kind of getting mad about it because I was bothered by something and I allowed those emotions to be played out on the air. We should add another category to the rankings next Tuesday. Great loss. And then we'll just stack up and we'll just see who has the best losses. Uh, that being said, Dillingham suggesting this is the best Oregon offense in a long time. I don't think he wanted to step in it. I would be willing to wager that if you poked and prodded, Kenny Dillingham would giggle and then probably say, yeah, it's the best Oregon offense of all time. It is to me. How do you feel about it? 
it's hard to disagree with the opinion. The I think you've had more dynamic play at certain positions, mainly quarterback, and this is nothing against Bo. I just think Mariota was that special. I know the numbers, a lot of people are pointing those out in the year that he won the Heisman. It's very similar through 10 games of the season. That's just an eyeball test thing for me. It's a talent around you thing uh, that I think Mariota was the better college quarterback. I don't think it's a controversial opinion. Bo is the front runner to win the Heisman right now. He's having an unbelievable season. But I think when you look at the talent that they have, everywhere it's a, there's no weakness it's a good offensive line you have the best wide receiver I think in the history of Oregon's football program and Troy Franklin you've surrounded him with really good skilled slot players who are incredibly fast like Tez and Gary Bryant mm-hmm. you have great running backs despite the injury to, to Noah Whittington Jordan James has filled into that role Bucky Irving is right there with some of the best backs that we've seen in Oregon history Ferguson's really come Ferguson's on. having a great season like it's it's you just can't really nitpick so while I think they've been better at times that you know you've had a better running back or you've had a better quarterback or you've had a better tight end for example uh, I think when you look at the collective whole it's it's hard to find any weakness and there were probably some that you could find in years past in those offenses and so I don't disagree with it I think this is probably the best offense we've ever seen I texted and asked you and you said 07 14 and 12 those and are the 12, only three yeah. that I thought of seven with Dixon and Jonathan Stewart and, and Jeremiah Johnson like that team I think they were really underrated at wide receiver as well and that was the initial chip offense of like nobody knew what the hell was coming at them and that team would have gone to a national title if Dixon stayed healthy 12 was the year Mariota's first year as a starter when they just kind of burst onto the scene with DeAnthony and all those guys and the only game they lost that year was when Zach Ertz was out of bounds but they called him not out of bounds. Is that the Kansas State season? Uh, that was the Kansas yeah. State blowout in the Fiesta Bowl and then 14 obviously the year that you went to the national title. What caught you in the end there was your wide receivers got hurt and so by the time you played Ohio State you didn't have a lot of guys left to throw the ball to. Like if you put a Troy Franklin on that offense that offense would probably <laughs> have a pretty strong argument but by the time the year ended you just didn't really have any elite wide receivers left. Yeah I went through some of the metrics and boy they, they really I can't get 07 because it only goes to 09 on CFB stats but uh going through some of the metrics on those teams that you mentioned it's really interesting to look at yards per play yeah total you know yards per game all of the metrics that you use to kind of look at what an offense is and this year's is ahead of some of those in some categories sure or barely behind in some categories I think if you looked from a complete standpoint I I hear you on 07 07 was a fun year before he got hurt uh, I think from just an overall health standpoint, not like physical health, but health of how complete you are, I just I don't think I've seen one more complete than this. I've seen I've seen some damn good running ones. Obviously, Mariota and what he was. Troy Franklin is the difference maker here. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of a wide receiver for Oregon that comes close to what Troy Franklin has done this year. I mean, you've had some good ones, but nobody at this level. He might be playing himself into a, a high NFL draft pick, and Oregon, I don't think, has ever had a wide receiver take it high. He looks like NFL. a first-round guy. I mean, that's <laughs> what he NFL looks like. Draft. It's one of those like reminders, too, that that you're very thankful for Lanning because when they hired him, you weren't sure what the offense was going to look like. Like that—that that was the question. You're hiring a defensive coach. Are you going to be good offensively? They brought in Bo Nix, and it's like, oh god, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> and here we are, two years later, and you're arguing—is this the best ever? And could Bo Nix win the Heisman Trophy? Like it's insane. That was the biggest criticism with Mario when he was here—the way he utilized quarterbacks and how 1997 his offense was. And it was incredibly frustrating to watch. Oregon had buttered their bread for years on being elite offensively, and they went away from that for a while. And now they're back to that despite the fact that they hired a defensive head coach we'll see what happens next year when Nick's goes you got to find a new quarterback and all that but uh it's 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 very refreshing to have an offense it's fun to watch again what's crazy is you're entertaining my question and you're maybe even agreeing with it to a certain extent 
And I don't know what dirt last year after the 46 or 49 to 3. I was outcome. calling for Ty Thompson, is what I was doing. Well, but I don't know what you would have done if on that Monday I said, Dirt, just wait till next year. They'll yeah. figure this out this year. But next year, they're going to be the greatest offense you've ever seen from that program. Yes. I don't know what you would have said to me, but I feel like you would have fought me. I would have fought you. I would have fought you. <laughs> don't, don't poop on my plate and tell me it's food, okay? Well, stop being a Florida State <laughs> sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> it bothers me. Hey, I like I like when people are Pac-12 honks. I just like to bring nuanced arguments. That's I am all. I, I am honking it up, but I'm also acknowledging I'm honking it, but also saying they've been an amazing conference, and I want to stop acting like this is sure. every other year that they've been around the last six seven years. Sure, it's a good deep conference. So like it mid- is middle of the road wins. Who teams aren't ranked, but they're still good. I got upset yesterday. Also, I looked at a radio host in Carolina did a thing on Landing versus Napier, and I read the responses. The SEC logic yep. is unbelievably stupid. It's out there, man. Like, nobody has a harder road than the people in the SEC. It's like, really? And there was like landing in Napier, and the guys, the, the pro Florida guys were like, well, it's easier to build in the pack and go through the pack than it is out here in the SEC. Oh, God, shut up. You get to play Vanderbilt. You do. Go look at Florida's schedule. There's not a single team on there that Oregon wouldn't beat by double digits. Georgia, they would beat Georgia by double digits? Well, or Georgia's the only one. <laughs> I take it back. Georgia's the only okay. one. That's the argument for SEC. They have two arguments, yeah. and that's it. It's that if you have Georgia and Alabama on your schedule, this is the only thing I'll defend Tennessee on. I don't think Tennessee's that good. Like, dude, they had to go to Tuscaloosa, and now they have to play Georgia. That on 99.9% of college football teams is two automatic losses. And so you look at the end of the year, and you're like, hey, they're 8-4. and four. It's like, well, yeah, how many teams would have been 8-4 and four if you had to play Georgia and Alabama in, in the regular season? My uh, team lost by 46 the last time they played Georgia. <laughs> I want nothing to do with Georgia. I don't want to play that team. Uh, Kyle Bonnegar at 8 a.m. to explain the lawsuit with Oregon State Washington today. Swag, are you done talking now? We got to go, man. God, we'll, uh, we'll brack with a whole lot more uh, coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we went a little long there in that last segment. I'm going to ask a question, see if we can keep pissing everybody off today. What's the better job, UCLA or Arizona? Ooh, 
You're a free agent head coach. You get an off two offers put on your table. One's from Arizona to be the head coach. One's from UCLA to be the head coach. Which one do you say yes? It's to? Arizona. I think I'm taking Arizona. I don't. I don't want. Interesting. Wanna, I'm not doing the USC thing. If USC one, has great years, I'm in a, I'm like, in a hey. conference where I've got a better shot to more consistently challenge for a championship. How do you dare do? you disrespect UCF and Cincinnati like that? There's a significant difference in payout, though. UCLA, I mean, the, the Big Ten deal is going to be, what, $70 million? I, I can't remember off the top yeah, of my Yeah, but I don't know yeah. that that's going to translate to my salary at UCLA not, as yeah. opposed to USC or it's Oregon or argument. Washington. They got they have more financial issues. I don't think— Arizona's broke. Yeah, they got to like a $240 million shortfall. Oregon State's got that Just money. an accounting error. <laughs> but I also think Oops. it'll be easier to whip the fan base into a frenzy. Okay. If, you, if you have some initial success, I think there's nothing else to do down there. Quite frankly, it is a basketball school. You can parlay off basketball success. I think you can. there's a way to work into it and create something there that I just think is so difficult to do at UCLA right now. I think you nailed it. I, 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 the only thing I would add to that is um, I, I, I just – I don't know. We this goes back to what we said yesterday. I don't know what the expectations of UCLA is supposed to be. I don't know what. What are they supposed to be? Not what you think they are. What are they supposed to be at UCLA? If I were a fan of UCLA and I was rational, I would say I want anywhere from seven to seven and eight wins on a regular basis. Like you're going to bowl games, you're winning a game. Like hey, that was a nice upset. You're probably going to lose one. You're like hey, how the hell did you lose that? And then have your occasional years where you pop. Have your occasional years where your classes come together and you can compete for a conference championship. But you're not a year in and year out contender. If I were if I were a rational UCLA fan, well, I I think you just told us they're not then because you just described Chip Kelly as the UCLA coach. At least in the last two years, he was awful at the start. But in the last two years, well, they've been eight or nine wins. Rebuilding yes. a program yes, up, and he started with a true freshman in DTR. Like that's not going to be successful in year one, but. I don't know. I, you kind of just described Chip Kelly at the peak. Yeah. They're a nine, ten win team. Yeah, have a good year. But every they now lose and then. a game they shouldn't, and they cost themselves a, a trip to the championship. But they have a good year, and in their down years, they're six, seven wins. Like this year was really inexcusable. But that's kind of what you just described is Chip Kelly. So yeah. that tells me that their expectations are not what you're saying. The tough part with UCLA, I was trying to read up on this because it sounds like Chip Kelly's going to get fired, which, by the way, everybody yesterday reported that. That is, It sounds like it's a done deal. What a like horrible way to handle a firing. Just fire him. What are you, what are you doing? If you want to fire him, fire him now. What are we waiting for the USC game this weekend? Why are we, like, I look, Jim, like, the Texas A&M thing is a dumpster fire. And having to pay Jimbo Fisher that much money and giving him a contract, like, that's horrible. That one at least happened like you woke up and you're like, oh, damn, Jimbo got fired. They moved on. Like, I'll give him credit for that. That was after a win, too. After a 50-point win or 40-point win over My Mississippi State. My guess is they made the decision last they month did. and were figuring out how to get totally. the money together to buy him out. And if out. UCLA's doing that, then, like, make a move. You want to fire? Like, what, you're going to let him go coach against USC? This They have two more games left. Are we just letting him finish the year? Well, some one of our listeners had noted that with Tarpley on yesterday, and I, I, I kind of missed this in the moment, but somebody had indicated that during the interview he had kind of hinted, like, a them doesn't make this move unless they know they have their guy and like swag's point they probably made this decision last week yeah and maybe they have their guy lined up it, it the, from what i've read on it we'll, we'll carry this over a little bit next but yeah. from what i've read on it is basically and i can kind of sympathize with chip kelly in this regard it doesn't sound like i mean this year has been like the last couple of weeks have been really rough to lose arizona state at home is embarrassing well, and you can't do that house in that game that was yeah against like a swinging gate <laughs> formation and a fourth string quarterback like i don't care what your offensive dilly, situation dilly. is you cannot do that yeah. it sounds like the hang up there is similar to kind of what was going on at arizona state 
is that they don't they don't have financial support because people don't like Chip Kelly personally. Like he's not, and we knew this at his time at Oregon. Like he doesn't deal with boosters. He doesn't like doing the donor thing. Never really like doing the media thing. Not gonna go shake hands. Like that's just not who he wants to coach football. Which is why he probably shouldn't be a college football head coach because you have to do that stuff. But it sounds like their frustration is the people, the the big wigs behind the scene at UCLA feel like there's a lot of untapped potential because he's not doing the glad handing that needs to be done in that job. And the reason I bring up Arizona State is that Dillingham. I watched his press conference the other day where he had the about Oregon's offense, but he, they were also asking, it was the day that Ray Anderson resigned, and he was asked a million different ways, and he was, Dillingham was basically like, dude, we need you to step, we need help, we need money, we need NIL money, we need it to recruit, and you know what's happened in the last 48 hours since Ray Anderson was fired? They have set records for donations, because people are finally like, yes, I want to donate to that. And so they didn't I, like Ray Anderson. They didn't like Ray, why would you? He hired Herm Edwards. He's and an so agent, yeah. I think UCLA fans and UCLA, you know, the powers that be are looking at that saying, we're not getting any money here because this dude's not coming to dinner parties and cocktail you know, parties and shaking hands. Yeah. We need somebody that's going to do that part of the job in order to unlock our financial potential. I This is a quick one, and then we can go. How many players can you name where they were locked into an intense battle that came down to the day of in L.A. for a recruit with USC? Right? I'm sure there were a couple kids where they were in the running. Yeah. But how many did it feel like, oh, man, are the Bruins going to get this kid or the Trojans? And, like, you're not going to beat the Trojans in that game? But you got to do it at least a handful of times. And I can't recall once where I had heard anything about an L.A. kid and it was like five-star player down to USC and UCLA. Because that's not Chip. That's not who he is. Yeah. I think he'll catch on somewhere and he'll have – he'll be Clay Elton. Go be an OC. Go be an offensive mind. I just – I don't think head coach is his thing. He doesn't recruit. I don't think he's a very good leader, to be honest with you. He's had success at Oregon, obviously. But I think his offense was way ahead of college football and you give him a ton of credit for that. I think since that, I think we just kind of found he's just not a very motivating or good good leader. Yeah. Good football mind, but to what you're saying, like you kind of need some of that swag in those other areas. I think to be a, a really elite coach, you do you got to do all the behind the scenes stuff. I, I'm an I'm an introvert, so I sympathize with that regard. I hate talking to people that I don't want to talk to, and that's a that's like a prerequisite for being a big time college football coach. You got to go talk and shake a lot of hands and kiss babies. You got to be a politician to a certain it's extent. The name memorizing that. What yeah, I yeah yeah with. yeah. Well, what's that guy's name again? I want to carry this over a little bit because it sounds like one guy is going to have to make the decision potentially of the the question that I just asked on Arizona or UCLA. Where is the concern level on Jonathan Smith? That what's lingering in the air right now and we'll start getting into the pack two's big win and we'll talk with kyle bonagura coming up top of the hour back after this on the fam all right welcome back in kyle bonagura coming up top of the hour we'll talk to him about the big ruling that happened yesterday the pack two got a significant win what does it all mean where does it go from here kyle bonagura will join us coming up in a moment it is it is you got a line down your head I got a line down my head? Yeah, and the graphic. Oh. Sorry, I was late. I was looking at the graphics. Our, uh, Take the line off my head, Swigard. What are you doing I, I to me over there? I don't know if he knows how to do it. We just looked at it, and we don't know what to do, so we'll have to fix that. There's a line when the three of us are on, oh. and it's right down in the middle of your face. He's trying to cover up my uh, bald spots? Is that what he's trying to do? Trying no. Trying to help me out a little bit here? I think on the right side, it's Pac-12, okay. and the left, it's uh, <laughs> Florida State and all the SEC gargling. I, pr- I prefer big dirt, please. I prefer big <laughs> Dirt. Okay. I'm big dirt now. Thank you very much. We have two more weeks of packed dirt and then I'm big dirt. Okay. We're moving on. 
Big Dirt. Moving on to Indiana. B1G. <laughs> B1G. <laughs> Take that out of your Twitter handle, Duck fans, please, for the love of God. Do you that. don't like seeing that with Duck fan? I do not. B1G. No, I do not. I do not. Um, it is Coach Carousel season, though, and an important reminder was learned this week. So do you know who Jamie Chadwell is? Have you ever heard that name? No. Okay. I'll be honest with you. No. That's totally fine. He is the head coach at Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. They are 9-0 and this year. He was the head coach of Coastal Carolina. Remember when they had that little run and they during COVID they played that BYU game? Oh. He was the coach at Coastal Carolina. He's, he's not the cat in the house guy, right? Not, That's a different not, guy? No, okay. not need more dogs. He's not need more dogs. Okay. He is now at Liberty. They are 9-0. and Well, there is a coach opening in the SEC that is not Texas A&M. It is Mississippi State. And they're looking for a head coach. They just fired their guy. Mississippi yeah. State needs a new head coach. Jamie Chadwell sent a tweet about Liberty and the coaches show that will be taking place this week. He said, see everyone on Wednesday. Very excited about Liberty programming note, Liberty football show coming up Wednesday night. The, the, whole, the unfortunate part is he sent it from his personal Twitter account and he forgot that he left the location services on his Twitter on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and break news to you. Liberty is not located in Starkville, Mississippi. He sent the tweet from Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> so just a forewarning. He's what do you mean? I'm crooning. <laughs> a forewarning to any coach who is going to interview for a job. Turn the location services <laughs> off on your Twitter if you're going to send tweets as a coach of another school while interviewing for another job. And now everybody thinks Jamie Chadwell is going to get that. It sounds like UCLA has Jed Fish atop of their big board. Yeah, well, he like was there, wasn't he? We're an assistant. He was an uh, offensive coordinator or a quarterback yeah. coach or something. Well, he's a long been time everywhere, ago. Jed Fish. He has. It sounds like I just look, I don't know how you guys feel. I will speak for you. I would stay at Arizona. You know how I feel. I've told you about this in college and football. Oh, sure. Uh, in basketball and football in college. I just three jobs, maybe four exist that should get you to leave every time, but largely stop moving so much. You can win. He's and doing can, it at Arizona right now. They've gone from like no wins to yes. five wins to now they're a ranked team. So why not just ride the wave? I don't get it, man. People are too, they're never satisfied enough. They have to go to the next thing every time instead of saying, this is a pretty good thing. This is a nice little thing we've got going here. Why don't I want to, why don't I just stay? UCLA can probably offer more money, maybe. You get to live in Los Angeles for a lot of people. That's like, hey, I get to go to Hollywood yeah, lights, huh? Go live in Pasadena. But I don't know, man. He he's finally got that. How, how much hard work has he had to do in such a short period of time to get that program to where they're at right now? You're not wrong. He was the OC and quarterback coach in 17, and then became their interim head coach when they fired Mora. Mora. Okay, and then they hired. Right. So that's when he was there. Then he went to the Rams, and then obviously to the Patriots. Uh, quickly before we get to a lot of stuff in the final hour, zero to ten. Yeah, where's the Jonathan Smith concern meter with this one? I'm still going to maintain, uh, I'm going to put it at a three. Okay. I will admit that, like, yeah, UCLA calling his representation should always be a little concerning. It's the hometown thing that concerns me. I don't think Jonathan Smith, <clears throat> uh, he's a very loyal guy. I don't think he's going anywhere. If he was not from Pasadena, I would laugh at the idea of him going to UCLA. Mm. That's the only aspect of it that I'm like, ah, that's a that's a sell. Well, I think you, this is going to sound egregious to some, I think you're better served to hire a Jed Fish than a Jonathan Smith if you're looking to oh. do what you just said Chip doesn't want to do. He's a recruiter, yeah. Jed Fish is a better recruiter. Jon- Jonathan is not... It's not his favorite thing in the world to have to go shake hands and kiss all of the yeah. babies in the world. Yeah. He's familiar with the Oregon State scene now. There's no meeting new people very often, right, outside of the booster world. I I just think they won this lawsuit. We'll get into it with Kyle here. I think it bought him at least a year or two with Jonathan. Also, remember, Jonathan has kids at that age that's like, 
you know, hey, guys, we're moving. Dad, I hate you. Like, they're kind of at that age. And that's not a fun age to tell your kids you're moving at. No, so it is not. I could see a scenario where he plays this out for a year or two to see where Oregon State is in the landscape. I don't think they're going to be awful next year so his stock doesn't drop. And, you know, we'll see what UCLA decides to do. I'll put it at a 3 out of 10. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. He's going to have chances. If he ever does want to leave, like, his name's not going to cool off at all. You so should always never be at zero. Never zero. Fan. Like, even never with you zero. and landing in A&M, yeah, he said what he said, but you're still not at a zero. No, I'm at a I'm at a one and a half. <laughs> it's like a slow murmur. It's like there. It's like, it's like buzzing behind the scenes, but I don't think it's going to happen, but right. it's always there. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Speaking of Jonathan Smith, his team, his university, won a big court case yesterday. What is it? all mean them in washington state the pack two got a big dub in court we'll talk to kyle bonagura he's been covering this of espn he's going to start the final hour we'll have more on that loaded don't go anywhere during spring on 1080 the fam <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.